Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Andrew Erdahl, and I don't even really want to say who the Marlins are facing tonight. I don't like their team, Atlanta, um, and I don't like the idea that, like, the Marlins are going to go to Atlanta, then go beyond Atlanta to get to Cobb County to get to Atlanta to play Atlanta in Atlanta at Truist Park. Eli was talking on the pod about some upcoming moves, you know, like, uh, getting Wendell and Birdie back to the lineup, Blyer to the bullpen, moves like that that certainly will come with reciprocating moves. Um, John Birdie's obviously someone you need back on the team. I mean, the Marlins even so far as went out to back up John Birdie this week because missing John Birdie has been such a disaster truly for the Marlins. His consistent bat is really such a missed presence in the lineup. Same with Joey Wendell. Another, like, welcome addition to the team. Probably the two most consistent swings on the Marlins have been out. But I'm not really here to make excuses for the Marlins. Um, Really, I kind of, first of all, want to, like, apologize for my tone on Wednesday. Talking about Dreher and Carnacion, I seemingly didn't act as though he's already on the 40-man roster, which he is on the 40-man roster. It's something of like, well, certainly an inattention on my part, but it does lead me well into a point that I want to make, uh, very fully out on my own opinion here, but I'm of the belief that Miami needs to be like making moves to try to like light that spark or something at this point however you want to metaphorically describe it is what I mean but I think we've all sort of spotted some bits that need to change about this team in order for them to be successful on the field I definitely don't like to be the sort of person to talk about those on the podcast because I'm not Kim Ang I'm not in these rooms I've never even heard Don Mattingly talk with Jesus Sanchez about baseball at all. I don't know these dynamics, these interpersonal dynamics, these internal causes, like what is someone doing in a workout? What are they doing with their trainers? What is going on to help this team succeed on the field? Like no matter how much I look at baseball savant or watch baseball games or 
what have you, it's still never like quite clear. But I do think it's time that there is a change at the top of this Marlins roster. It's been about two months, so I don't feel totally like unhinged in saying that, but it looks as though Jesus Sanchez is not quite there at the plate, just he's on pins and needles is the best way that I could put it. Watching him take a walk the other day seemed like he was like dramatically moving with each pitch, going like way down and like collapsing his stance on a breaking pitch in the dirt and then just like seemingly with such relief for like the called ball four on a fastball away up and outside the zone. It just didn't seem like he was seeing it in a sense that as much as he made the right calls on the pitches, it wasn't with a real strong confidence that the pitches were taken. Strange to like be like nitpicking on that. I feel like obviously we're talking about like the major league player Jesus Sanchez. That's I mean we've seen so much just like greatness from him at the plate, and he's young and strong and greatly athletic, and he has made strides even this year with his swing. But what I think I've seen with him is a tendency to be overly reactive at the plate, taking at times like almost two different swings to try to get like that, like single the other way or hit the gap the other way uh, or, and that like pull home run swing, just, it doesn't look quite the same with him as it does with like your, um, Luis Arise of like the Minnesota Twins, who's just like, just raking the ball all over with a, just a steady swing up there with like the fastball and like relentlessly fouling off pitches. It's a different type of swing than what you see with Jesus Sanchez. And it seems like he's struggling to find it at the plate with some mistakes on in the field and on the bases. And it feels like he's maybe a bit out of limit when major league pitchers are just his opposition. I definitely think that John Birdie and Brian De La Cruz, and maybe even as early offseason talk was, Avi Garcia could step into center field maybe to give Birdie a day off, or Brian De La Cruz could also fill in. In that situation where you do send down Jesus Sanchez to get more just time to work on a swing, develop his consistency with his body, and do what is like the hardest thing to do in professional sports. Get that swing locked in and ready to go as soon as it can be done because he is still potentially that center field of the future. And you want that as soon as you can on the roster and in place and winning you games. So I do think that whatever the dynamic is between Jesus Sanchez and I'm spaced because there's literally like 28 people that it could be that have a dynamic that would be important to making this decision. So, I mean, my perspective as like a baseball operations analyst on this is a bit like bunk, but as a podcaster, 
I totally wouldn't be surprised if we see some movement with Jesus Sanchez going down and Jarrer coming up to the Major League team. Him filling in as like a big bat, spotting like Avi or Jorge Soler or taking on the designated hitter role in 2022, maybe even June. Um, I also really wouldn't be surprised if that bat that comes in in that sort of situation isn't J.J. Bladé either. He's been more of a tough at-bat this season, so it's not like the next player up has to be Jarrer. It could be any number of players. Certainly the 40-man roster spot helps Jarrer's case towards that debut. But tonight we will see Miami take on Atlanta as Trevor Rogers gets the start. For the podcast, I've been Andrew Rudolph. And if I had to rank the top five most common jerseys at Target Field, home of the Minnesota Twins, it would be Buxton, Maurer, Mornell, Astundio, and Correa. I'll be back with you on Wednesday, and until then, stay in tune with Fish Drive's coverage of the 2022 Marlins season from all angles.